You're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 33 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you, as always, Bob Chichinsky. Here with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 How you doing this week, Dog? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Excited to be here, as always. Uh, you know, DLC week for uh, console players, so that's pretty exciting. We have a little bit of dungeon talk to get in for you guys. And, uh, yeah, so uh, this week we have a jam-packed episode for you guys all about two of our last four base game dungeons we have to talk about. We're going to be going into Blackheart Haven and Celine's Web. So, yeah, all about those. You will be prepared to defeat them by the time we are done with this episode. That is guaranteed. And we're getting ever closer to the DLC dungeon episodes that we are so excited to do. So, yeah, I think uh, with that, we could start it right off. Dogged, how about the news for this week? All right, so for news, we have, you know, the console DLC launch. And, you know, my first experience was, well, I loaded into my house. And I think that's pretty much all that needs to be said about it. if you really want to know what happened, uh, it is on my Twitter. And yeah, it wasn't a very good, you know, first look, first loading into like, you know, brand new Stone Thorn. It just wasn't good. But then, you know, along with Earth Gore, uh, and that, or, and then along with Earth Gore being, you know, group only, so I kind of ruined my Overland stuff. Alarima being changed to only six person and i tested radiant regeneration on targets and it still heals the same three people for like 10 seconds before the fourth person's dust uh heal is gone and i really don't want to talk about all that so <laughs> but what about you bob what was your you know experience with stone thorn your first experience hmm well to be fair i have been playing on stone thorn for like a week on PC, but I didn't do really anything special there. So I guess my first experience was logging in today, <clears throat> accidentally bringing out my, you know, necromancer thing, you know, little skeletal guys always, and then dog being like, oh yeah, by the way, if you get killed by a guard or anything, there could be a possible bug where every single item you have will be taken. And I was like, what? There's guards everywhere. They're pissed <laughs> off at me now. So that was my first experience. I don't know, like where you heard that or anything, but that scared the crap out of me for a second. I remember seeing it in the forums, and not uh, yeah. I I don't know if that would have transferred over, but just in case, I was like, you know, I probably should let you know <laughs> before you get stripped of all your gear. Well, good looking out, I guess, but I was scared. <laughs> I got away though, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. So uh, what about what else we got in the news here? Or should we just talk about a little bit about our uh, dungeon experience here while we're talking about DLC? Uh, yeah, sure. We can go ahead and talk about them. Um, we uh, 
did them on vet. It was me, Graham, and Bob, and we pugged a random DPS. The first one, I'll admit that uh, at first it didn't look too good because he was like, he died a couple times in like the first group of ads. And luckily, you know, everything worked out and he was actually pretty good. I used his shards a lot and yeah. Oh, I also switched Crafty Elf Heat to War Maiden so I could do more damage. Bob's Bob's build was also a little bit wonky because he was still in like PvP set up and yeah, yeah, that first one for like till the first or maybe even second boss because I did just didn't even notice because I was kind of distracted watching the game too. But uh, yeah, I still have my freaking sword and shield on my back <laughs> bar. Not even well, luckily, like the only actual thing I have is wall of elements, but I use my maelstrom staff and you know. It's precise, and I do much more damage with that thing. So, yeah, that was bad. And on top of that, I had the wrong food on, so I was getting, like, no magic recovery. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Oh, and I had forgotten that when I actually went and changed that sword and shield, I realized that I actually hadn't changed any of my gears. So I was not even wearing my false gods, my... New moons, nothing. I was wearing my crafty Alfeek and what vicious death. <laughs> so we cruised through the first part of that dungeon, dude. And that other, uh, the other guy we got because my freaking awesome girlfriend solo had to work tonight, unfortunately. And <clears throat> we are really trying to work with schedules. It's tough because everyone's life is just so crazy during 2020. But we are going to try and do some hard mode stuff this weekend with our core group. So hopefully we'll have that stuff to talk uh, to you guys about next week. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah, I was, I was say like that first part of the dungeon, like like that, that boss burn was super slow. Like I was yeah. like, man, like this guy must not be putting out any damage. Well, I was going to say then, he was 347 CP too. Like yeah. I didn't even notice, but he was pretty low. Yeah, so like, like yeah, then you swapped out your gear, and then we swap, and then like you know, the the next boss that we hit, like it burned out sound so much faster. So really, yeah, it really it was did. you. You were the weakest link. <laughs> I really was at that point. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's crazy how much like you know just gear, like if you have the wrong gear sets and you know the wrong weapon, like how much worse your character is compared to like. Yeah, I would assume my DPS was probably cut in half, maybe, <laughs> at the most. Uh, gosh. But yeah, I mean, um, it, they were fun. Like, we kind of cruised through once uh, I got my gear on and everything. We really cruised through that first one. Uh, it was really interesting. I like the whole uh, mad scientist, like, Arcasis uh, aspect. Pretty cool. Uh, of course. Of course. Um, I guess... I mean, the okay, I won't say anything to spoil it because it was really cool like, that none of us knew it was coming and we were super excited about it. But if you do uh, Stone stone Thorn, is that what that one's called? Yeah. No, Stone, stone, stone Garden, okay. <laughs> so yeah, when you do that one, man, oh, there's uh, some pretty cool little... Uh, cool little things you could do in there. Not only is there some little alchemy things you could do but there are some transmutations you could also do as well so i'll just leave it at that go do it that is extremely fun um yeah our was a lot of fun to fight i think that fight ended up being pretty cool i don't know i feel like at this point they probably have d 
do you feel like a little bit they've plateaued, like uh, the hardness at least? Like they kind of want to keep it at this level of hardness going forward, and they are now like kind of trying to make them the dungeons like look even cooler and the fights like be even cooler. Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, Finn was kind of talking about uh, how like on uh, Tales of Tamriel, he was talking about a. Uh, how, like yeah, how the veteran he like yeah, I think he said that a veteran was like supposed to be like you know a little bit harder than what it used to be, but then like your hard ones would be like even harder. So yeah, I and I'm fine with that because it gives us a real challenge when you go when you want to go for that end game. And I mean, even with a group of just like if we had if I had pugged it by myself, you know, I'm sure it would have been challenging. The DPS we got, he was like, oh my god, you guys are so much better than the last group. So, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he got to come into our little core groove, so that was must have been nice for him, I'm sure. But, but actually, that was in the second dungeon, which was also I I, I think I liked Stone Garden more, but Castle Thorn was also pretty good. It had a you know a little story twist there that was uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Castle Thorn. I don't like. I felt like you know with like the three of us. Uh, I feel like our DPS was just too much, and like I feel like kind of probably burned through some of the mechanics. And there's the one. Oh, we that, definitely uh, did. Like there's 100%. the you know the second to last boss that kind of gave us a little bit of problems. Yeah, that, like every boss before that, I'm pretty sure we burned through mechanics just high DPS. And... No, for sure. The only reason that second boss gave us trouble is because I was just so distracted the whole time. There was like three minutes left in the game seven there. So I was like, oh man. I was just like doing my rotation on something. It was going off somewhere. I don't know if it was on the right thing. And then finally, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to pay attention, put it away. You just have to kill the gargoyles, honestly. Like, as long as you kill those gargoyles, man, that fight is not that bad. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, uh, that last fight was pretty cool. The uh, whole part where it's like, boom, you got to stay in the circle. And it's like, whoo, that's about as vague as I'll, as I'll leave it. <laughs> Trying to inspire you guys to go in there because they are fun. I'm telling you, they were really interesting. I was not too like, you know, it was the second dungeon pack. I was like, all right, you know, more dungeons. But after doing them, I was like, wow, pulled it off again. Hats off to Finn as always. And that whole freaking dungeon crew, because as he also said on Tales, they have an awesome team doing those dungeons and freaking way to go, guys. F you to all of you. Can't wait to do the hard modes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one mechanic or for that final boss, like I just stumbled upon it. Like, like if I didn't had it, like been at the exact spot where I was to do it, I don't. I think we would have been there a little while longer. Just. You know, <laughs> running, running around in that circle. Without running knowing. in that circle. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, yeah. Uh, I I don't want to say too much, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, a. <laughs> and once you figured it out, it's still like, uh... <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, go try the new dungeons if you guys haven't. They're super fun. Can't wait to do the hard modes. Thursday. September 3rd to Tuesday, September 15th, we've got the Imperial City event. And don't worry, don't worry. I know, I know. All you guys are like, 
I don't want to freaking go PvP. Like, I just want my tickets. Don't worry. You could get your tickets. Just go White Gold Tower, ICP. Even on normal, you're good. You get your three tickets. Finish the dungeon, you get your three tickets. Other than that, you can also get them from Imperial City Dailies. And Dog, I know you love Imperial City. Yeah, uh, one thing about like the Imperial City Dailies is that... Uh... If you go up and down each each district to pick up the quest, and like let's say you start at um, any whatever district you want to start with, uh, probably whatever's like the farthest, and you should work in circles so you end up at your uh, home uh, thing. Each daily can take about ten to fifteen minutes max, and if you do collect all six, like you ha- you're set for the ne- next six days in a row. Yeah, and. Um... I just saw a post. Gosh, I can't remember who it was from. Uh, I'm not even going to try and guess. Uh, one of the USS Dream Team members posted, and it was apparently this costume that you could get from Imperial City Dailies that takes about 50, the same as the Arena Gladiator proof thing. Dog, do you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, like each day, I think like every about like, Pretty much the exact same thing as the arena gladiator proof thing. Uh, you, you whenever you open up your Imperial City box daily, it'll give you a like a token series similar to the arena gladiator, and you know you get fifty of those. You get a you get the costume. There's also a couple other stuff I've been uh, doing in Imperial City daily to get up there. I haven't been doing them lately, but but uh, yeah, like I really do recommend you just you know sticking it out. Uh, if you do go in there, uh, go. I recommend the non-CP campaign because there's typically lower population. But if you have like, let's say you're red, if you go into the faction that has full red bars and like maybe one bar blue or one bar yellow max, uh, then chances are your faction will be doing pretty good in there. And like I said, these these dailies really don't take that long. Like, I I think I typically get them done in anywhere by like three to five minutes, and and plus, there, there's going to be fast response because it is the event. So, yeah, and I mean, the reason I totally brought it up is because that costume looked freaking awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh man, something I gotta, something else I gotta go grind for. Yeah, it's good though. Maybe it'll give me purpose to get back on some Xbox ESO. <laughs> and like I said, like you could probably, like you should definitely be able to get all six done within an hour, which. Is I'd probably say you can get done with Michael Tower or ICP on normal in like twenty minutes, maybe. And it's I'd say it's definitely worth it. So, anything else you want to uh, talk about the event here, dog? I know that uh, we're gonna have an impresario, of course, and there is going to be the next Moss Hartberry. And there's, don't worry, they already announced there's going to be another event in time for you to get the next one and still possibly another freaking Indrik. Who knows? It's going to come out later this year. So uh, you can also get, as always, a group of pair kits. And just like last Imperial City event, there's going to be Imperial and Daedric themed furnishings in there. And uh, yeah, so if the Imperial furnishings are kind of like, I think they come from the like crown store only so this is a good way to get them if you're not looking to sell crowns and yes dog i'm gonna i was gonna let you talk about it man because you clearly (laughs) 
want to talk about this Legion Zero stuff. Tell them all about it. Yeah, this event's going to have the Legion Zero strong boxes. You get one glorious a day, and this is pretty much what you're going to get with your tickets. You can get the Legion Zero Vigile uh, armor style page and the uh, Tools of Domination weapon style pages. And those are both the style pages that are available in the Impresario, too. Just wanted yeah. to know that. Yep, so you can spend your tickets on those if like you really like a weapon or armor piece. And then you can get regular from uh, the regular boxes from defeating the patrolling city bosses, the but not the named NPCs, because there are named NPCs up there, and they don't count as bosses. Uh, you can get them from sewer bosses. Um, it says opening chests and safe boxes, but I don't think there are, there are any safe boxes up there. So, I mean, if you find one, that's odd, because you have to lockpick it, and it count as stolen goods, and I don't know why there would be any stolen goods up there. And then just defeating bosses in dungeons. So if you want to farm it, then I'd say, you know, get three or four guildies or friends and just, you know, burn it as like three DPS or four DPS. And, you know, maybe one support character, taunting and all that healing. And that's probably the best way how you, you know, farm the boxes. Uh, Aside from that, there's also bonus loot from Trove and Cunning Scamps. So I'm going to sit in my little corner of EP territory to kill these scams. And any EP who wants to mess with my scam farms will appropriately get a meteor thrown at their face. So I think that's, you know, fair warning. You mess with my farm, you're going to get the meteor. So I know that there's some of you guys who are like, I hate PvP events. But like we said, there's a way to get your tickets from PvE. And I also know there's some of you guys like, God, I freaking hate DLC events. I don't do ESO Plus. I don't get the DLCs. I don't, I can't do this. It's okay. Don't worry. Because as you may or may not know, last Imperial City event, which was the first DLC ever included to both PC and console ESO, it became free. So you can download this for free. Get access to it for free. Go to the crown store and grab it and come get your tickets. Come play some PvP in there. It's actually pretty fun. So we also have September's Crown Store showcase up. As always, you know us. We're not gonna go through the entire thing. It's up at elderscrollsonline.com for you guys to go check out. But of course, we have to point out a few things because they're just too good to pass up. We have the Legion Zero Charger Mount, which is super cool, and the Kind's Fury Skin, which is super cool, and the Little Watcher Pet, which is also super cool. Unfortunately, these are all Crown Gem exclusives that are coming out this month. Yeah, it's really, it, it hurts when they're Crown Gem exclusives. Like, I. I really don't want to just like, I mean, I understand like why they kind of put them in, but it sucks. And they're like so many crown gems. Like, <laughs> yeah, this would be like 500 or. Yeah, like if they were 100, I like, I probably wouldn't say anything and just be like, I get it. You know, cool. They put it in there and everything. But like for them to be 300 plus, that is, that's tough. So. If those are something you're looking for, save up your crown gems. Save them, save them, save them. Um, 
Twitch drops are on, I think, during the event, maybe at least during the weekend. Try and go get those Orboros crates, you know, try and focus those times you get the free gems and maybe you'll be able to swing one of these, you know. They're going to be expensive, though, so keep your eye out. You typically get, like, three to five uh, free gems per crown crate that you get for those, so definitely worth, you know, building up. Fortunately, it takes, like, you know, 60 crown crates to get, like, 300 gems, but you got to do what you got to do. What you got to do, man. So we're also going to have the uh, Earthcore Arms Pack coming out. This is going to be the end of September, going through October. Right now, I believe we're in, like, the, I don't know, Narayanth or something like that. But regardless, yeah, Earthcore salt in the wound of Earthcore, like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like remember this? I remember this that we just did, like you know, not even last month. Well, here you go. All right, dog. I'll let you give him these last couple things of the Crown Store showcase. All right. They also have the Graymore motif, uh, which uh, comes September twenty third, and you can also get them from the Harrow Storm. Quest from that from that particular quest box. Um, you also have the Elder Scrolls artifact, the Bow of Shadows. There's the Doe skin and Chamois Woodswear, which is a fancier Grot Climbers active wear if you already have that costume. That's available from September 28th to October 1st. And then you have the Stillwater's Retreat, which is now available, you know, September 1st. So it's one of the houses. Looks pretty cool in the picture. And that's pretty much all that I was you know, really interested in. So yeah, as I was saying, you can go check out ElderScrollsOnline.com to see the rest of it. And this is all the stuff that we wanted to make sure we pointed out for you guys. So yeah, lots of news. We usually, the last couple weeks have been pretty empty on news. We had a lot to give you guys this week. So there you go. Now, uh, as far as Cyrodiil... And the scores, we have them for you, as always. I am about ready to start finishing all my PvP sets and try and get in on PC. I'm interested to see how that feels. Um, so yeah, without going too much into uh, all that, we have the scores for you. PCNA Greyhost server, 22 days are remaining on the PC and Stadia side of things. You are looking at Evan Hart Pact in first, 24k. Daggerfall Covenant in second with 23k. Nady right behind him, 22.5k alliance points. Actually, it's probably not alliance points. 22.5k. So. Yeah, it's a close battle over there. It's still a pretty fresh campaign, about a week in. And in the EU side of things, the standings are the same. EP 23K, DC 22K, AD 20K. So very close on um, both sides of the PC, Stadia, NA, and EU things. Evan Hart Pack, DC, and then AD. So yeah, Evan Hart Pack sweeping it on the PC, Stadia side. Dogged, let's uh, go over some console scores. How about Xbox? All right. For uh, Xbox NA, uh, there's eight days left when I got these scores. 
DC is in first with 87.8k, AD is in second with 53.5k, and EP is in last with 53.1k. And, you know, within a week, AD not only caught up with EP's 3k lead, but barely passed him by about a 400. So, it'll be interesting. You know, DC's gonna win, but that second place, man, like, you know, AD needs to keep the lead or EP needs to step up. And then uh, for Xbox EU, we have DC in first with 69.3k, EP in second with 63.3k, and AD in last with 57.1k. All right, so as far as PS4 things go, on the NA side of things, you got DC leading 69k, AD in second 68k, and EP in third, 66k. So DC caught up and passed AD. That's what I like to see. You know, get up there in first place. And when we're sweeping the Xbox side of things, it's nice to see us leading elsewhere too. So, and then on PS4 EU, we have Evan Harpak back in first, a substantial lead, 78k. Daggerfall Covenant in second with 64k. Yeah, like I said, big substantial lead. Then AD at 58k. So those look pretty solidified over there. Evan Hart Pact going away with it. So you got three servers that DC leads and three servers that EP leads. Now I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, as long as AD isn't leading them, right? Right. Well, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they could lead one. But as long as it's not taking it from the DC. <laughs> yes. All right. So with that, we are going to get right into it for you guys this week. We had a freaking monster episode last week. Uh, so I'm trying to keep it, you know, not short, but, you know, moderate. So we are going to start with Blackheart Haven here. And Dog, I'm going to let you uh, just kind of take it away. All right, so I think, you know, the best way to start off a dungeon is, you know, with a good quote, and, and it's, uh, you know, by Shifty Tom, and he, uh, the very end of the dungeon, he, said, he says, it's been fun, Captain. No, it hasn't. And that's just, I, I love that quote so much. Like, <laughs> like every time I, I do that dungeon and someone's doing the quest, it's, I don't know, it's so good. Like, who is he talking? Like, he's what? captain. He's talking to Captain Blackheart. Like after you kill him. Oh, okay. Like, okay after okay, you okay. kill him and you purify everyone, and you know, Shifty Tom kind of just dies because well, he's already dead. But poor Shifty Tom. At least he saved his soul. Yeah. So this dungeon has some nuances to it. That's for sure. Kind of one of the longer ones. And if it's like, you know, maybe one of your first times going in there, you might be surprised to see when it goes to start, everyone is going to swim across the ocean instead of going the way it seems you're supposed to. But that that happens pretty often, right, Don? Yeah, that's like the more common, you know, the most common thing you'll see. Although, you know, you could just do the mechanic and put the clothes that are found at the beginning in the basket. And you can literally just run up, 
avoid the dogs, and you go fight the boss, the first boss, right away. Which is the fastest way. Like, I don't know. That's kind of something that I've always cringed on, like, just, you know, put the clothes, swim across the ocean, and then you just run up to the boss, and you'll be fine. But no. No one ever puts on the clothes. No one wants to put on the disguise. They just always, just, you know, run away. Hey, man, I run away. Yeah. Seems like the faster way. Yeah, but I mean, you definitely don't want to just run in, pull everything, and run up to the top, because I've done that before, and let me tell you, you'll be spending the next 10 minutes searching for ads, because you can't, you can't enter that door while in combat. Well, you shouldn't be able to enter the door while in combat. Because there's one time where I was able to, because I did do the mechanic, and the rest of the group didn't. And, but that's also because they were fighting every ad, and, and I ended up being able to go in. And I, was, I probably got done with about half the dungeon before they actually caught up with me. Like, well, also with that boss, I mean, you could be just trying to sneak around and then go fight it and just get smacked off the top and then pull every <laughs> ad on the way up. Like, yep. it's, it's screwed. Yep, and that's why you should tank Iron Heel into, like, that little enclosed room behind it because if he does punt somebody off and you know he has a straight shot through the door he should still stay on the platform but yeah it's a good segue into them that mechanic um the next boss you'll see is ataris and i think the fun one with this is can you kill him before he like gets big and gets more health um, sometimes you can. I think I've done it maybe like twice. It's, yeah. it's it happens a lot in normal. It's a lot easier in normal. On veteran, it's yeah. pretty tough. Yeah, especially you know we have pretty decent DPS in our group too. Yeah, and still it could be tough. Yeah. Um, see, next boss is a first mate wave cutter. Um, make sure you bash this boss uh, when it starts charging up. Otherwise, everyone could die. Yeah, that's something that I then, learned as a tank because I never really paid attention to that bus. That that bus, I've never really paid attention to that a uh, boss mechanic. So that's something that I learned when I was a uh, you know tanking for the, my first few dungeons. That boss can ruin some no death friends on that thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, and then you have your and then no, I got it. And then, uh, oh, no, never mind. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the next boss after that is Rue's mother. And she teleports. So don't be the dim-witted Bob Cromancer and drop your Colossus and have the boss fly away from it. So you just waste your okay. like, 400 Just because you save it up for Meteor and it just <laughs> goes on the person. Okay. Don't <laughs> think that you're that cool. <laughs> I mean, if you away. were trying to cast Nova, <laughs> you would totally miss it too. Every but now that's why I just crest someone like, refuses to cast Nova <laughs> because you just don't want to give out synergies. I see how it is. What I mean, Nova is the greatest, but <laughs> so, anyways, um, it's true though. This this boss teleports all over and. Definitely on any teleport boss, wait for them to do the teleport. Even if you're getting cocky, like, dude, it hasn't teleported, I'm gonna do it. Nah, it will, it'll get you. So, yeah, 
Um, following in on that, you do have um, a little ghost boss in between you and the final boss, but nothing unspectacular. You get through the caves, go out the door. There's actually pretty often a chest kind of right there. Or two. Right, dog? Right when you get out that yeah, door. Yeah, there'd be two chests there if, you're, if you didn't get any yeah. chest beforehand. Yeah, so definitely keep your eye out right there uh, for stuff like that. And then you go down on the beach. You got to kind of go a little close to the water, and it will bring the big bad Captain Blackheart out of the ocean, and he will be ready to fight you. And you got to be really careful with this one. Uh, we would definitely recommend pulling him across to the kind of small end of the island oh man it's like very hard to describe this it's uh, just like right underneath the uh trunks and chest area that little camp yeah yeah and uh that's a good place to kind of hold him over there and like your whole group could really focus him he is gonna summon skeletons to fight and he's gonna turn one player into a skeleton at a time and that player is uh pretty screwed and when it's the healer of the tank it can lead to some serious problems so stay close if you're the skeleton don't start freaking out and running all over the place <laughs> just you know stay close to your group let the healer do his thing and you know focus the boss with what you can it'll end eventually so that's about it for the the kind of nuances of what we wanted to go over here. Other than that, we have a bunch of sets, of course. Dogged. I know there's some good ones in here, man. But why don't you uh, why don't you start us off? All right. To start us off, you have the light set, which is Undaunted and Unweaver. This will give you Max Magica twice, uh, Spell Crit. And then, when you use an ability that costs stamina, you increase the damage of your light and heavy attacks by 1685 for 10 seconds. Well, you know, when I first kind of looked at that set, it's like, wow, why would you ever, you know, want that set? But after be kind of thinking, you know, about it a little bit more, if you want to do just some, like, light or heavy attack build, like, if you're, like, I'd think in level, like, a pet sword. And if you put that on, you just you see that one stamina ability that gives you Magicka and stuff back. You totally just cheese your way with that. Yeah, that's true. And it is a pretty big increase in the damage for the light and heavy attacks. And it's for 10 seconds, because I like that. Because sometimes you get the sets that increase like your next light and heavy attack, but it's like within a second or like you know and it's like well unless i'm weaving like yeah then i'm not gonna get that off so and it only procs at certain times so it's like you know this one it's like when you use the stamina ability so you can control when it procs and then you know you've got 10 seconds so that you know it could be useful if you want to use it in the right way that's for sure yeah and then we've got Probably the most meta set out of this dungeon and really popular one overall. Bone Pirates Tatters, which is the medium set. You get two max stams along the way to your five piece plus a stam recub. And the five piece reads, well, you have a drink buff active. Your maximum stamina is increased by 2000 
and stamina recovery is increased by 167. So that's a pretty substantial increase, especially since this is requires a drink buff. You compare this with like Dubious Cameron Throne, which already gives you max health, max stamina, and stamina recov. And it's going to just shoot your recov through the roof, give you a bunch of stamina recov, give you a large stamina pool in the first place. And you compare that with a nice weapon or um, offensive stamina set to really uh, go hard, especially in like PvP and stuff. So that is a very popular one, no doubt. And it still uh, stands true, even all these years later. Yes, it's a very popular uh, armor set, I agree. Um, the heavy armor set is Knight, Knight Aaron's Mail. Uh, this adds 450 weapon damage to your one-handed shield abilities. Uh, when you and then when you use the one-handed shield ability, you heal for fifteen thirty-seven health. This really isn't the greatest set. Like, there's so much better tank, better tanking sets. And really, if you're a tank, you probably don't want to be doing damage. So, like, if you wear Yulnakrin, uh, you know that extra one hundred some damage that you give uh, to your group, they'll do far more. You know, more damage than your extra 450 weapon damage to your one-handed shield abilities. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting set. I've actually kept a couple pieces of it around in my bank for a while, thinking maybe I'll use it someday, but I don't know if I ever will. But it's one of those ones that, like, you know, in the back of your mind, like, hmm, it's interesting. And then we have the monster set, Pirate Skeleton. The one piece is going to give you extra armor. And the two piece, when you take damage to your health, you have a 10% chance to transform into a skeleton and gain major protection and major defile for 10 seconds, reducing your damage taken by 30%, but reducing your healing received and health recovery by 30% as well. This can only occur once every 15 seconds. So there's a lot to take in with this set. First off, you turn into a freaking skeleton, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And then uh, second off, you get two large, large buffs. Major protection, well, one large buff and one debuff, major defile. Now, major protection is very nice. You know, reduce incoming damage by 30%. But when you also have major defile, it's that's a big trade-off. And you know, this has been a popular set for a while, like um, especially kind of in PvP circles. But you definitely got to use it in the right way if you want to make it effective. Yeah, I agree. Dog, do you happen to remember what the one pieces were before they became armor? Was it just health? Uh, resistances. Yeah, yeah, it was resistances. That's what armor is. It's just resistances. Using both oh, okay. physical and spell resistance. Okay. Yeah, they changed it a little while back to where it's armor instead of. Yeah, I was trying to remember while I was writing the notes and I couldn't really recall what exactly it was. Yeah. 
All right, so yeah, that is the monster set for you guys. All three other sets. Go get your bone pirates. Make sure you uh, you know take that little sneak route and uh, try not to pull all the ads up to that first boss. Kill Adoris before he gets big. And yeah, the quest is pretty good if you guys have never done it. Get in there, get your skill point, or you know if you just ever just breeze through it, and never paid attention. It's a pretty interesting one to go actually do. So. With that, we want to take our little midway break and remind you all that we are part of the oh-so-wildly-popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where you can find us and a bunch of other great shows, and we have a bunch of awesome sponsors as well. One of them being Loot Crate, where you could get all kinds of awesome swag sent to your door of all kinds of different brands, including our favorite, everyone here's favorite, the Elder Freaking Scrolls. So click the link in our show notes and you can get yourself 10% off your first. And you can get yourself 15% off your first purchase over there. Just make sure you use our link and the code Robots Radio. We're also sponsored by Gamefly, where if you pay just for one month, your first month, you could get a whole second month for free. That's two months of games being shipped to your door. Finish it, ship it back, get another one, finish it, ship it back. All for 10 bucks. Come play all these shows online. Try it on Xbox. Come hang out with us. And that is all a part of the sponsors that we give you thanks to being a part of the Robots Radio Network. And they are all there for you guys to save some money and go, you know, get some cool stuff. So. Thank you guys for listening. As always, check out all the awesome shows on robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. All right, all right, all right. So, right back into it. We got one more dungeon to go over with you guys. So, this dungeon is Celine's Web. It's actually one of my faves still. And uh, it's not the quickest one to run through, but it is a lot of fun. And... You get to fight a lot of interesting things, like a freaking giant bear. What is better than that? And also, there is a litany of heavy sacks in this dungeon. Like, they're everywhere. You're tripping over them, pretty much. I don't know if it was something they did on purpose, or if it was just a bug they never fixed, but usually you get two heavy sacks a dungeon. This one we found, I don't know, probably nine one time, dog? Um, let's see. Go ahead and count like how many like in my head. Yeah, I think I can think of like ten, maybe eleven before like that first initial door. Like you have a chance. So yeah, nine nine is a pretty possible thing. I've had dungeons where like I've gotten like every drop that I've seen, like it had a heavy sack, and that's just crazy. I'd say you know that is worth you know that is better than fighting that big bear. So. <laughs> It's all part of the experience. 
Yeah, so uh, I think one of the interesting things about this dungeon is that uh, this is like the first time where you realize that you are the bad guys in this dungeon uh, with uh, Kirindon, and you uh, find out later in Lair of Marsalok, and you kind of find like a kind of have you deal with that guy again and Celine, and yeah, you kind of see like what happens afterwards after you know the aftermath of Celine's web. And I think that's definitely an interesting part of this dungeon. Yeah, the story in here is very well written. So well written that they literally continued it in another dungeon, which is just freaking awesome, to be real. Yeah. So what about some of the bosses for this dungeon, dog? Why don't you start us off? All right, well, a lot of the bosses are pretty simple. But uh, one of the things that I want to add is, uh, you know, Long Claw. You want to ignore his senches that will spawn and just burn the boss. Otherwise, you'll be sitting there burning down his senches until the end of time. Like, And it is everyone's first, like, you know, instinct to just kill the senches and then they come up, kill him again. No, no, no. It is so much better. Just have your tank, pull the senches, burn down the boss. Like, that's the point of it. You know, if you just keep killing them. They like Doc said, infinitely come back. So like you can like, you know kill him with AOEs, that'll be fine. But if you have a Templar, then his jabs isn't going to be you know doing maximum amount of damage, and it'll be harder to target the main boss. And they do spawn like probably like probably three or four seconds after the first one dies. So and then you have the freaking awesome huge bear boss, Falhide. Now this bear. Is going to just charge all over the freaking place. So if you're the tank, your goal is to try and make him like turn him towards a close wall. So he'll just do a very short charge into that wall. And when he hits the sidewalls, he's going to like, whoa, for a second. So, you know, you could really get some action in. I would say don't even worry about the stranglers. Just <laughs> burn the bear. If you really are having trouble, then maybe have someone kill some stranglers, but you should be able to just focus the bear. Yeah. I do the stranglers even attack? I don't... I I don't... I don't really know. I, yeah, they're, they're there. Yeah, I know they're yeah. there. I think they're kind of just meat <laughs> shields, like, against my jabs. I guess, maybe. And then after you kill the boss, you can go into this little cove, and there's there can be a chest or heavy sack in that little area so or or there might be nothing if you're unlucky so all right uh the next boss we have is mini or many legs well she doesn't have many legs she has two legs so her name is a lie but uh the thing with this boss is after a little while the boss will go run behind a branch so be careful you know you don't drop your uh bob chromancer uh, dim-witted uh Plus Colossus and just have the boss go hide behind a branch. Can't say uh in between each ones because then you just sound dim while you're doing it, dog. Dang. You got <laughs> me there, yeah. <laughs> so then we're gonna have the final boss, Celine. This one can be uh I'm not gonna lie. This boss can get hard <laughs> if you're like, especially if you're in a pug group low cp like i was a little bit ago but i guess maybe i won't go into that maybe i should it was horrible anyways it starts out you gotta jump into this like 
enclosed area, huge spider web. The aesthetic is amazing. And um, this huge spider you got to fight. So, of course, kill the spider. All of a sudden, it gets, a, you know, about half, I think 60%. And you drop down all the way down. And you got to keep killing the spider. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, we killed the spider. It's over. Nah, unfortunately, Celine herself is going to hatch like out of this spider carcass and uh, start really doing some damage. First thing she does is pull you guys in to do her little move where she pulls you in and puts a little swarm around her and it hurts. I guess... If I had a strategy to recommend, it would be having your tank kind of pull into one of these like corner areas and hold her there. Now, the DPS have to kill ads. The ads cannot just pile up. They will kill you guys. It is super annoying. And you also have to be careful of not getting too close to the tank because her bear she summons, like if you're even near at all, it's going to kill you. And it's like, oh, I wasn't there, but bear don't care. Yeah, it's not a Care Bear, so. <laughs> what do you think about Celine, that fight, dog? Uh, yeah, I think the only thing uh, that you miss out is uh, she also has a Panther that uh, stuns a random player occasionally. It's not too bad, but it's definitely, you know. Like, the first time that I noticed that it was, like, you know, like the Panther from. Uh, that was the Panther that you fought, like, during Longclaw. I thought that was kind of cool and unique. Yeah, it's also not like, you know, she just throws something at you. It's a, it's the actual, like, spirit of a panther that tackles you to the ground. I thought, thought that was pretty cool about that fight. And um, the, only th- the only other thing is uh, don't drop your ultimates on the spider. Just save it for Selene, because that's where it matters. Unless if you have, like, a short ultimate that costs, like, Dawnbreaker or a uh, Crescent Sweep. Something that's like really easy to get. True. And that's all I have for Celine. So that's about it for our tips and tricks. Make sure you're looking out for those heavy sacks, honestly. So as far as sets go, the light set, we have vestments of the warlock. You're going to get two Magri cubs and a Max Magica on the way to your five piece, which reads... When you cast an ability that costs resources well under 25% Magicka, you restore 11,350 Magicka. This effect can occur once every 45 seconds. So 11,350 Magicka is a substantial pool. That's about a third of, you know, an average probably DPS in around 30k or something. I can't think off the top of my head what I'm sitting at. Think probably 33k is sounding somewhere around there, but yeah, so that's a pretty big pool. It can only happen once every 45 seconds, so very large cooldown. And you got to be under 25% for it to hit. So it's like if you time it well with like your potion, that could be almost a full you know thing of magic or pretty close. So it's interesting, but something I've never personally tried. Reminds me of like the Lich set. Yeah, I know for a little while, like back in my early healing days, I ran that set with Lich. And, well, I pretty much was able to do whatever I want for days. Like, 
I feel like at that point in time, the Lich recovery was so much Magicka that I could literally jab spam and I'd get more Magicka back. And a lot of times I, you know, I wait for that to go off, wait for Lich to go off, then to pop my potion. And I just, I'd be like, by the time like I finished jab spamming and like Lich would be over, I'd be back to full Magicka. But, uh, yeah, that's the only a classic dog move right there. Yeah, you really just don't get a lot of damage with uh, that set, though. Or with those two sets, and that's kind of why I changed it. So what about the medium set, dog? All right, the medium set. Uh, the medium set actually got recently changed a little bit. Uh, this one gives you stamina recovery twice, uh, max stamina, and then its fifth piece passive. If that a, its fifth piece passive grants 145 stamina recovery to you and up to 11 other group members within 28 meters of you. Now it used to be a 4% reduced cost to all your stamina abilities, and yeah, I think this one's more uh, applicable to magic characters as well, which is. Why it's a little bit nicer, although if you are playing a stamina character and if you have most of your group composition as stamina characters, like stamina DPS or stamina PvP tunes, the extra four percent cost reduction would would also be nice. So I could see it being both ways on the change. I definitely think it's one of the uh, good things to have in your group. And this is also the set with the, the green balls that float around you, similar to Sanctuary. Same color, but two different effects. Definitely interesting. And then for the heavy set, we have Durox Bane. It's going to give you max health, health recovery, and increase your healing taken. And the fifth piece reads that when you take damage, you apply Major Defile to the enemy for four seconds reducing their healing received and health recovery by 30%. This effect can occur once every 8 seconds per enemy. So that means you can put it on a bunch of different enemies as long as you're taking damage from all kinds of things. And if you're a tank that has stuff taunted or stuff pulling to you, then there's a good chance that you're going to. So you can apply Major Defile to multiple enemies as a tank this way. That's always kind of nice. Definitely not the most meta tank set out there, but it can be used. Yeah, and I think like the cooldown on the set really isn't like a set cooldown. It's more of the cooldown of like the actual major defile buff, and it just applied to the set so that you know that it can happen. You know, once every eight seconds. Which I I don't know when they started doing like kind of like little like not debuffs, but. Kind of like just saying, like, you cannot be targeted by this for the next X amount of seconds. But it's kind of, I kind of, I did like that change. I think they, they started doing that with the Necro Ulti, the Colossus. They had that, and then they started doing some other major debuffs. And then for the monster set, you have Selene's. Uh, this will give you max stamina. Then its second piece will do, uh, when you deal melee damage, you have a 15% chance to call a Primal Spirit that mauls the closest enemy in front of you after 1.3 seconds for 13,364 physical damage. And then this effect can occur once every 4 seconds. 
And then the Primal Spirit's also a bear. So perfect for a warden. As long as you as long as you do melee damage. Yeah, I think this set has kind of been like one of the more meta sets for a little while. I know I run this on my stamina characters. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most popular, I'd say, sets out there, probably for Stam. Even PvE, PvP works either way. It's really good set. It does a lot of damage, and it happens like the proc is constant, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, Dogged, any last thoughts about either of these dungeons here? Uh, No, that's about it. Yeah, about the same for me too, man. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy them. I definitely recommend going and trying Celine's Web if you haven't. It's a lot of fun. Great story. Uh, Aesthetically pleasing, to say the least. So, yeah. We are uh, here through episode 33. 33 is my favorite number, so it's kind of a little... A little special episode for me. And hey, my my nuggets moved on from game seven tonight. So it's just been a good day. Uh anyways, before I start going on and on, dogged, if people want to hit us up, talk about the show, where can they find us? All right, you can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on our Facebook page of the Red Diamond Courier. You know, you can find us in our Xbox guild of Airs the Red Diamond which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check out our show notes, you could find links to our merch store and our music producer, Daniel Nisley, as well as our sponsors that I mentioned earlier, Loot Crate and Gamefly. And once again, if you go to either of those, make sure you use our link because they'll give a straight kickback to us. And that's freaking awesome because we'll, you know, make some change for podcasting and put it towards pizza or something cool. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for the support as always and hanging out and listening to us dogged. If the people want to hit you up, where can they do so? I'm always on Xbox dog bark 24. Um, I lately have been in, you know, GT, not GTA. I've been in GTA for a little while, but, uh, I've been in red dead and, uh, ESO. So, yeah, hit me up over there. And then I'm also on Twitter of at DogBark24. So, yeah, you can come play with me or tell me how awesome I am. Because, you know, I always love the boost and ego. <laughs> yeah, he's not lying. And he tells yeah. himself enough. <laughs> and if you want to come chat with me, you can find me on Xbox, Bob Chichinsky. ESO PC, Twitter, Twitch, and all those are going to be the same. So Bob underscore Chichinsky. Two CHIs in there. So if you guys ever want to chat and talk anything, Elder Scrolls and all that, you can hit us up there. And we thank you guys for letting us talk Elder Scrolls at you every week and coming to hang out. Uh, it constantly blows us away with the support that you guys you know show and give to our our show uh we recently had our last end of the month giveaway it was very successful again can't wait till next month um yeah i, I guess that's about it for this week i got nothing else you dog uh no that's it all right man so you guys have a good one and we will catch you on the flip side of things peace out yeah see ya
My name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have... Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. <laughs>